Welcome to Life is a Metaphor mini podcast, where we explore the many metaphors that life has to offer. I almost don't even want to um, record this one now (laughs) because I heard this really, really interesting, thought-provoking statement, quote, whatever, and I'm almost not done thinking about it. Like, I thought about it. It was really cool. I've got a couple of examples, but I imagine this is going to need to be fleshed out like so much further. So I almost don't even want to do this one now because I'm like, oh, this is probably premature because I've really only just begun thinking about this one and there's probably so much more to it. But I'll just go ahead and lay it here anyway and like let everybody else consider it a bit. Um, And then I'm sure I will revisit this one again because it is so juicy. And it is a, uh, the statement is, um, The thing that you run from the hardest to get away is the thing that you end up chasing. Okay, the thing that you are running from the hardest to get the heck away is the thing that you will end up being in pursuit of and chasing. Um, Because it's like almost that like running, you can picture someone like running at top speed thinking that they're running away from this thing behind them and they're actually like running towards it, you know, like running in circles Um, as they run forward thinking it's behind them. They like catch up with it and chase towards it um, because it's just circle, circular kind of thing. Um, And like I said, I feel like I've only scratched the surface immediately I think of like, oh my gosh, I can think of so many human beings that do that. So many instances of truth in that examples and examples and examples. But what I haven't really like uncovered, I mean, and I also, as anyone who listens to this podcast would ever, ever, ever (laughs) um, know, I mean, you know, they, they, I'm a big fan of the flip side, not just valuing one side, but understanding that in order to actually create balance or peace, you have to be okay with both sides. And so even from a basic philosophical standpoint, this makes sense like that because it's like, okay, look, if you're running from anything, then that means you're running and that means you're chasing something else, you know? Um, It's like, it's not walking. It's not peace. (laughs) You know, if you're running and trying to avoid something, you're going to get either that same thing or its opposite, like in heavy measure. You know, just think about the way that if you pull a pendulum back because you're like pulling it really far to this side, it's going to swing heavy to the other side. Like you're going to be creating motion or kind of like velocity, a swing back, a kickback, um, you're going to be creating an action potential. (laughs) I mean, to use a more technical term, like, but you're going to be creating a state of imbalance. Um, If you're running from something, you know, it's, if you're pulling something back or trying to avoid something, you're creating a void, an action potential, because like you're creating a negative charge on the other side, you know, you're creating the guarantee (laughs) for things to be in this dynamic, you know, toss and sling you around, especially to the place you didn't want to go kind of setup, you know, I mean, that's what you're, you're creating. Um, 
But yeah, immediately examples come to mind. Um, people who avoid emotion. <laughs> okay, if you're running like freaking crazy from emotion, you don't want there to be fights. You don't want there to be any disagreement. I mean, I've met plenty of people like this. So you don't want to show emotion. You don't want anybody to see you upset. You don't want um, to feel emotions because it makes you not feel okay. You feel uncomfortable when you feel emotions and you want to run from that. And you run like crazy from arguments or conflict or whatever. Man, who has the most conflict in their lives? <laughs> those people, those people, usually. I don't see how they don't see that, you know? But it's like, okay, you run like crazy from conflict. You run like crazy from your own emotions. The person in my life that I can think of right now that has, I mean, I've, I have plenty of people that have shut down emotions and done these kind of running from things. Um, but, you know, the person I can think of that has run the hardest from emotion like oh it's uncomfortable oh god I don't want to have to feel anything oh I don't want to feel like that oh I don't want to feel sad who would want to feel that let's try to just feel good and let's not try to feel sad this person is absolutely the most affected by and ruled by their emotions of anyone I know because it's the boogeyman you know they're running like crazy from that scary boogeyman and so then when inevitably they have an emotion it lords over their life. It absolutely stops their life in their tracks. If something does happen and they do start to get stressed out or they do start to uh, feel a little insecure, it shuts their life down because it's the boogeyman. It has that kind of power. They've given it that kind of power by running from it. So in a way, you could easily say the thing that they are running from the most ends up being the thing that they're chasing. Like it's as though <laughs> they are running after or chasing emotions, you know, because they are absolutely filled with them. They have more emotions, let's say. Um, they may not have more emotions than any old regular person, but it whips them around more. They have more um, sort of like choking on emotions than any of us. They have more thick emotions in the room than any of us. Um, because they're running from it, you know, so, um, they try not to feel sad or they try not to do this or that. And then because they're trying to suppress them so hard down in themselves, that means that they have so many of them out of control and bubbling up, you know, at any given moment, they're feeling all kinds of different like little whack-a-moles popping up, you know, oh, you know, I'm feeling like a little insecure and like, what if she hates me? And oh my God, like they're the ones whose minds run wild with stories and all of that chatter of like, oh, what if she hates me? Then she, you know, this person doesn't like me. Oh, I look stupid right now. And what if I do look stupid? And what if this happens? And uh, that person is, mad? you know, like they have so much of that going on. And that's how it's like they have so many emotions popping their heads up. Um, do they experience more emotions than us? Like maybe not. But see, we just like 
experience them. Those of us who are not like running from emotions, we just like experience them and then they're here and then they're gone. And then, you know, but like the people that are trying to run away from that, like, cause, oh God, it feels so uncomfortable. They have the most discomfort. <laughs> like the people who are running from discomfort the hardest have the most discomfort because they're trying so hard not to be uncomfortable that they make themselves uncomfortable feeling that or doing that, you know, um, they're trying so hard not to feel these emotions that they have a giant backlog of emotions like pressurized and held back in there just like making them ready to explode they're so uncomfortable and so you know um, riddled with these little emotions popping up here and there and everything all at once you know in this total mind chatter of you know torture I mean absolutely the boogeyman um and I can think of you know that that is so 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 true that I see all the time and the people who run from conflict and like don't ever want conflict to happen they end up chasing conflict or creating conflict because in a moment when a natural rub comes up, like I disagree with you and you disagree with me, um, they're so busy trying to run from that conflict. Let's not talk about it. No, let's not. You know, uh, you just need to agree with me or whatever. Um, they're so busy trying to run from it that they create it. They actually are running right towards it and like chasing it, grabbing it for themselves because immediately you know, the other person is going to be like, what? I mean, if they weren't trying to run from conflict and they were just like, hey, we disagree here. Um, let's get this sorted out. If they weren't like, no, we can't disagree. Oh God, what does that mean about us? Just, you know, I'm right. You're wrong. Let's, and they like try to explain to the other person that they shouldn't be having a disagreement right now because it's not even fine to do. Then that pisses the other person off even more. And then that person is totally not seen or not heard. And then they want to actually break down even further. And they're even more mad. And now it's not just about the one disagreement that they had. It's also about this person not even being willing to hear their side or talk to them or think that there's a right or a wrong and now they're you know being shamed in this box of like you know maybe I'm wrong and like oh my gosh <laughs> stop running from the conflict you're creating more conflict like you're guaranteeing that there will be a conflict now an even bigger one because you're also kind of shutting another person up or shutting them down or maybe you're just like literally avoiding and when a disagreement comes up you just like walk away <laughs> and you go to your room and say I don't want to talk about this right now because I don't like it this is uncomfortable I don't like anything being uncomfortable I don't like emotion ah I'm leaving you know well, now you've got an even bigger conflict on your hands because that other person just got shut down with their feelings and you guys didn't work it out together. And so you guys now have a breach in your connection and in your trust with each other. And now you've got an even bigger conflict to then manage later because like you think it's going to go away. It's not going to go away. <laughs> you don't just leave it. So I can definitely see a lot of ways that this like, hey, I'm running from it. Um, and it does end up mean that you're chasing it. And then of course, there's also ways that we do this in this little almost um well I'll just say fascinating way we do this where in our own lives in our own psychology you know um let's say the relationship dynamics or the type of people that we were trying to run from, you know, often like our parents, like, I don't want to be with a person like my parents, you know, or like my dad or like my sister or like, you know, I don't want that again. Or that ex that I had, I'm like running the hell away from that. I don't want to have that. 
somehow we end up chasing exactly that. Like we're right back at it and we think, what, (laughs) what? How am I with the same guy again? Or how am I with this like same person again? Because there are like psychological patterns that we set up and it is kind of fascinating and sort of twisted and sort of tragic. Um, But it is true. It is a way that that whole what you run from is actually what you're chasing towards um, ends up being true. And the why and the how, I mean, I can take some stabs at it, but this is the kind of stuff that I was saying like I need to think this through even more because I know there's much more juicy material in here but I kind of think that it's like because we've polarized it like I said at the beginning because we have set up a an action potential of negative and positive and one is desirable and the other one is not um, we've set up like a pendulum swinging. And the thing is, we might have pulled it back for a quick moment way over here, but guess what's going to happen? Then it's going to swing to the other side. And then guess what? It's going to swing right back to this side. I mean, but you're setting up an action potential. You're setting up the guarantee that you'll be running towards it soon because, you know, you're making one thing desirable and one not. And there's no peace in that. If you can head nod. You don't have to prefer both. I mean, preference is still a possibility, but if one is desirable and one is not, if you can see and acknowledge and head nod the desirability in all things and like, hey, you know, it's all legit, it's all valid to experience, then it gives it a more level, peace, balance, kind of non-charged neutrality so that you're not going to be electrocuted later or swinging or chasing towards this other thing later. Um, It gives you a possibility, an actual chance to step outside of the pattern. You have to diffuse the pattern. If the pattern is a pendulum swinging because you've pulled it way back and you you wanted it to be on this side and so you pulled it way over here and then it's going to swing, like you have to stop the swinging. You have to stop the action potential you ca- you know level it out balance it out so that you actually have a chance to break out of the pattern you know bring it out of a charged place so that you actually could step into a different potential you know, there are more possibilities I mean that is the term balance or whatever like um I guess you could call it entropy, right? Like entropy is this point that's more towards balance where the majority or the most possibilities exist, right? And people think that's chaos, but in a way it's actually, I mean, not in a way, but like also very literally it's balanced too, because like this is where there is no action potential one way or the other. It's um, got the highest level of possibilities or potential to, because there isn't anything any action potential, any swing back determining where it will go next. It's actually sitting in a balanced place. So it doesn't have any determining factors or velocity or any other charges that is going to determine where it's going to go next. So it has the most possibilities. And it's kind of like that. And it is kind of chaos, right? Because it means that you don't get to have one that's desirable and one that's not. You have to like them both. (laughs) And it's a little chaotic because it's like, well, what does that mean? Which one is the way to go? Like all the ways to go, you know? And you kind of have to get in that place about life too, where I'm not running from this particular relationship pattern. Um, I have to see its validity and kind of make peace with it and be like, okay, it was valid. It had its thing. And like, also I I hope for something else. Um, but I'm not going to run from it. Uh, I hope for something else and I'm going to give myself, myself that possibility by 
releasing the di- desirability. Like it's not undesirable, that thing that I was trying to run from. It just is. And what I'm really preferring is simply my preference. It's what I'd like to try next. It's the possibility tunnel I'd like to walk down next. But it's not inherently more desirable than the other. Uh, but we always want to label things like that. And I mean, I guess it's the first stage of making sense of our wounds, you know? Like, oh, that was because I had a really bad relationship dynamic with that parent. And that was like, I need to heal that wound. So I need to understand that dynamic. And I need to understand that it like did these things to me. And so then we, in understanding that, we like make it undesirable. Like, oh my God, I got to run from it. Uh, never want that again. It's what creates wounds and it's what creates unhealthiness. And like, guess what? You know, wounds happen anyway. They're just a part of life. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to heal them and that, you know, um, you want to intentionally inflict them or anything. No, absolutely not. But what you do have to do is like release the charge where one isn't inherently more desirable than the other. It is what it is. And you don't want to run from it because you're going to most certainly end up running towards it. (laughs) Um, And, you know, that relationship pattern will probably recur. Um, Instead, you could get yourself out of the pattern most easily by just getting yourself to that neutrality place where neither is more desirable and you're not, you don't need to run from the other one. You just need to be aware of it. Like, I don't have to run from it like a scary boogeyman. I just know, hey, that's what the pattern that I came from looks like. Those are the details around it. It's not more or less desirable. It just kind of is. It did create some wounds for me. I, it wasn't the end of the world, though. I have been working on healing those. I'd like to try a different possibility. And I'm going to do that by not running anywhere. (laughs) You know, um, that thing, if it does come my way, if I do see those same relationship patterns in somebody else, I don't have to freak out and shut down and start screaming and flailing and running the other way. Instead, I, you know, and I don't have to polarize my behavior and do the exact opposite that I used to do when I was a kid in order to be sure that I don't get what I had as a kid. Um, You don't have to polarize your behavior. You can just keep being you and like notice what you do. And maybe you do some things the same as you did as a kid. Maybe you change other things. Maybe you just go with freaking what you really truly feel in the moment without worrying about running from anything or polarizing anything or doing anything particularly differently other than being aware this time. You know, that's the thing you could do differently where you're like, okay, I now am different because I know that other pattern and I've looked at it and I get what it is and I remember, oh yeah, I am kind of acting similarly to what I did before. That's not a reason for a freak out and a reason to start running. Instead, it's just like, I noticed that I am being similar and if I want to continue doing that, and it's not going to um, mean anything much. It might actually still get me the place that I want to go. I might still have a new relationship pattern acting similarly than I, uh, as I did when I was a kid or whatever. Um, but I can also choose to do something different, you know, like, oh, yeah, and I can choose to do this the same. I can choose to do it differently. Really, it's like taking away that charge where it's like if, if, I was so um, opposed to this old style because it wounded me. So what? 
Um, I mean, sure, you can still have a preference and want to try something else, but like you also are healing that wound. So it wasn't the end of the world. You, it is a healable wound. You might not want to re-wound it. That's cool. Like, that's cool. So just be aware this time and try not to trip or try not to like, you know, fall down and hurt that knee on that exact same spot. Cool. But not, not in that like scared it's a boogeyman, I'm running from it kind of way, because that will almost certainly make it happen. I mean, by the same token, if I'm sitting here using this metaphor of like, not wanting to trip and fall on your knee in the same place that you wounded it, if you fixate on that, and if you're like, oh my God, no, 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 I don't want that to happen, like you almost certainly will make it happen, because somebody who is walking around scared and preoccupied with that is so much more likely to trip. I mean, we've all seen it happen a million times. Like, <laughs> there's really no reason to even have to explain why or how that works you just know it because it's like yeah when you see somebody totally nervous to even be walking on the balance beam or whatever you're like oh god they're gonna fall you can tell they're spazzing out you know like you can tell <laughs> um you know that that's going to happen so that like running from it or polarizing it um isn't going to work instead you have to get out there injured knee and all and be willing to do it of course you don't want to get re-injured on that same knee but you have to be willing to if it happens, it happens. You kind of have to adopt that um, attitude where it's like, all right, but I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk. And what I do know is that when I hurt my knee, I did recover and I'm walking again. So it's okay. I'm going to walk. And what if it happens, it happens. You know, I'm going to have that leap of faith. Um, so anyway, I feel like that's sort of the, <laughs> the relationship pattern one too, where it's like, oh, you just can't polarize it. You can't be running. You got to like... Or you are going to have that same relationship pattern. You're much more likely to have a different possibility if you just chill. Um, anyways, I think I'll leave it here because um, I've given some examples, some immediate examples of how I see it like, whoa, how true is that um, immediately. But I do feel like there will definitely be many more um, ways that the same little adage pops up and like provides me the perfect little outlet to explain like oh yeah you see that happening I also think I want to get more into the why or something or like how is it working like that why does that polarity kind of do that thing um, but for another day thank you so much for listening I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can I find it brings connection back it enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.